This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. I am Josh. With me, as always, is Chris. Hello. And Mark. Hello. One of these weeks, I'm going to switch that up and put Mark first and then Chris and see what happens. No, actually, um, at the uh, at the conference thing we just did that I'm sure we're going to unpack, but I was aggravated when she said, like, Josh, Mark, and Chris, because it is absolutely Chris, Josh, and Mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm first. Okay. Um. Man, you know what? We I haven't heard from Jeremy in a while, and I'm doing dry January, so Jeremy hasn't been able to stock the green room with bourbon for a month. Um, and I've been succeeding. I've only you know, it's only been kind of a damp January. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks Jeremy for continuing to sponsor the podcast and stock the green room with goodies. We appreciate it. If you're uh, looking for some uh, PII training or fishing services. And I don't mean charter services in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, hit Jeremy up at somethingcool.com. Yes, that's his email address, Jeremy at somethingcool.com. Uh, so right after the episode posted last week, we had a listener. Well, really, we had two two listeners email. Um, we had Pate email and take horrible offense at us saying that he was our most frequent emailer and that he, he needed to take a break. So Pate, we're sorry. We we hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. We also had a listener, um, and this is going to be a sticky situation. So we'll just start this by saying we are not lawyers. We don't play lawyers on TV. We didn't stay at a Holiday Inn last night. So we we don't. Well, you can find me at the Holiday Inn. So sorry about that. We'll edit that out. The uh, this topic. <laughs> Who's saying it, that? Wait, know. hold on, Mark. What's your favorite genre of music? Oh, I, we he's, went, a band, he's a he's a he's a he's a bluegrass guy. I guarantee it. We just went from like Josh giving it a legal disclaimer to <laughs> Chris being like, let's just derail this right away. Is that Nelly? <laughs> who's saying who sang Holiday Inn? Uh, Mark, do you like bluegrass? Right? I can't handle you guys right now. OK, so we had a listener email about a, a really touchy subject. I didn't realize that favorite genre of music was confidential to Mark's district and he can't talk about it. <laughs> like what EDR he runs. It, it ranks him. You know what? The favorite genre is probably his admin password. Like Mark, Mark loves bluegrass exclamation point is, right. is their admin password. All right. I'm going to handle both of you at the same time. Chris is chingy. Josh, <laughs> I do like bluegrass, but not my favorite genre. I do. I really do like bluegrass, but not my favorite genre. Okay. Okay. Back. Okay. <laughs> so that's so Mark loves. Well, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Beat that into the ground. Um, so we had a an email from a listener last week that brought up a scenario, and I really hope he wasn't experiencing this scenario because it's something that I think would um probably shake a lot of people to their core pretty deeply. Um, if if you were asked to get into the archive and do a document search in Google Drive on a student's account, and you came across nude photos. As a mandated reporter, 
you're supposed to report that. Um, and I, the question, guys, help me out here with the question because I don't have it in front of me right now. I got but it. But I think the the question kind of go ahead and read it, Chris. Go ahead. Yeah, there's. I'm gonna well, and you told me not to read, but last yeah, episode, right. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna go ahead and read through this. What do you, uh, what do you do when a teacher or an administrator asks you to look through a student's device because they think they were doing something bad? Do you go through the device or do you tell them how to go through the device? He he wanted to unpack that. Uh, but then, uh, what if you look at or find nude photos that the student took of themselves? Technically, isn't that child pornography? You're a mandated reporter, so you should report it, right? Uh, but you don't know that that student sent the photos to any other people. Uh, so then you're giving advisement to not report it uh, because they don't think it's worth destroying the student's life when there is no, quote unquote, real crime committed. So do you not report? Do you wipe the device? Do you let someone else handle it? Uh, do you report it and you know that you're not going to see the device again? Uh, like what what do you do with with that situation? OK, so the easiest part of that question, um, if a teacher calls and asks, hey, I think that I think a student's doing something. Can you look in their drive or look, you know, document history, whatever I that we have a rule. Those requests have to come from building administration. So I, we tell the teacher, look, you've you've got to go talk to the principal. You've got to lobby your case as you typically would with your principal. If your principal deems it um, as necessary to look at, he will he or she will email me that request and then I will take action. And this is one of those things that unless it's an emergency and I'm not around, I don't want my guys doing this. This I feel right. like is a director responsibility and yeah. that should be in writing. Um, what do you get? What, what do you guys do? I, I agree with that. Right. I, I do think, you know, how, however you do it, I think what you mentioned, Josh was a, you have somebody of authority in the school making the decision or making the request. I think that's a, an, an important first step. Um, B, I think th there's a little bit of a vagueness of like, what is in the account. Right. And so for me, my personal rule is if a school alludes to there could be, or there is um, inappropriate content. And I'm having a tough time even saying it, right? Uh, content of that nature in a document. We're not going to do a search. We're going to, we're going to freeze everything as if it is, as if it is there. Uh, and then we're going to bring in the authorities, but I'm, I don't want to, just like you said, Josh, I don't want to accidentally or intentionally expose a member of my team to that kind of content. Right. Yeah. Because that, that, that net just got wider you know the yes yeah the, the exposed you know who's involved immediately yep. just got got wider yeah Chris, and i always tell schools when they're investigating something if you think there is that kind of material do not open it do not forward it do not send it right main main lesson do not move it right right yeah move it particular yes right chris what do you what do you do photos aside just like a inquiry in general Right. Um, I'm okay. Like, so of course we want teachers to monitor what kids are doing. We have uh, a program that does that. We also encourage teachers to walk around the room and look at screens. What? Uh, I will. Yeah, we do that. But I'm the guy that sits in the chair and I, I just stare at screens and I don't walk around, but I encourage others to do so. <laughs> um, we, we also are okay with, because these are school issued devices, uh, teachers know how to like pop on a student's Chromebook and click on history. Like we're okay 
my district is okay with a teacher doing that. Uh, if they want anything beyond what they can like quickly see, uh, they can put in the request. But when I pull the report, I don't give that to the teacher. That's going to go to the building yeah. uh, principal. Uh, I'm going to let the teacher know that I pulled the report and I'm going to let the teacher know that I gave it to somebody um, and it's going to go beyond that. The photos thing, um, I'd like, I, I don't, I haven't been faced with such a request as that. And what Mark just said, I think would be what I would hope I would react with. Like, if we really think it's that, let's, let's, let's call time out here. Right. Let, let's devil's advocate here. Let's say they contact you, the building, they contact the principal, they lobby their case of the kid. We think the kid's screwing around in a dock. Um, I, I want the principal to see the doc. So the principal approves it, sends you an email, says, Hey, go look in this kid's account for an, a document. You stumble across JPEGs. Yeah. Now what? I, I this to me, this is a very sticky situation because yes, we technically are mandated reporters. I, I think yep. immediately it's one of those things again, rationale why my guys, I don't want my guys doing these types of requests it's an immediate phone call to the building principal to 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 my boss to inform them of what's going on yeah. and we we you know we get in a circle and okay what's what's happening mm-hmm. um that that's how i would handle that um so I, this this email sparked a, a lot of conversations um behind the scenes and I, I and there's there's a lot of different opinions on this one so i'm only going to give you what i would do or what i have done in this situation like this the second that i'm aware that a device or an account has inappropriate material on it to the point where um there are there are photos of potentially compromising photos of a of a, somebody under the age i'm calling the police i'm calling the, the our local police has a crimes against children unit um, and I'm going to treat this as I don't know the context of how these photos were acquired or got into this thing. And it's not my job to figure that part out. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to freeze any sort of processes that we're doing. I'm going to put the device aside, put the account aside, change the password so that nobody can get into the account and move anything. And I'm going to leave the next steps to the authorities. Yeah. That's probably the best you, way to, to handle that. What do you guys think in my case? So our school resource officers are actually uh, police officers with the city yeah, as yep, well. We are too. Yep. yep. Like, do you call that? I mean, is that reporting like me going to that level? Or are you saying your gut is to do something higher than that? Well, I think that depends on the, the nature of your district. Um, mm-hmm. You know, school resource officers have different roles in different districts. Um, so I think, you know, for me, what I'm essentially what I'm saying is I'm I'm going to refer to law enforcement. And if yep. law enforcement protocols in your district means your school resource officers, then that's that, that's yeah. that's what you would do. I think that's my. Yeah, my initial response as we're unpacking this is I'm getting the building principal involved and asking for the SRO, the school resource yeah. officer to get involved mm-hmm. and and trying to punt it that way. And if they're wanting me to dig again, so what am I supposed to do with this? Right. Am I supposed to, am I supposed to dig deeper? Is somebody else supposed to dig deeper? Like what's, what's supposed to go on here? Yeah. Cause honestly, we, we've never really had a problem like that happen. Um, and, and, you know, thankfully that's, that hasn't happened 
to us, or we haven't had to get engaged in that type of, of a situation. Um, I think Mark, the fact that you have had, had that happen, you have a little bit more of a firsthand knowledge of, yeah, we, we know X, Y, Z, we're crossing these T's dotting these I's. This is exactly what we are doing because we have had this happen in the past. Um, that's definitely worth, you know, that's, that's, that's a good learning experience for lack of a better term. Um, but no, it's, it, it would definitely be a sticky situation. I don't, I don't want to be in that situation. <laughs> there, there's, there's a challenge though. Right. And that is that you, you know, you don't, you don't know how photos got onto a device or an account. You, you really don't know the context of it. And, and there are times where, you know, our role in, in K-12 is to protect our students under all circumstances, right? At all costs. And, you know, escalating these kinds of situations to the authorities in some respects could cause harm where all of a sudden a mm -hmm. student's most intimate moments are, are suddenly kind of, I don't want to say broadcast, but, but right. <clears throat> the word exposed in many, many different ways. Right? right. And I think there are some folks who, who may take a different approach to this situation. Uh, or may disagree with with the level at which you escalate or elevate this type of situation. I think that's where these types of situations get really, really difficult is when you don't have all agree, you all don't have agreement as to what to do with the next steps. And even though we're all three of us are saying that we would escalate it to the authorities, that doesn't mean that everybody in your situation. Would no. Agree with and, that. and I could see an argument where, you know, it, you bring that group together, the SRO, the, the, building principal, superintendent, whoever, you know, legal team, whatever. And there be dissension among that group of like, no, we're, you know, this, this doesn't need to be go beyond this group. Some people think it does right. because it, you know, it does meet a level. And there's or, a hint of whatever. that in this email as, as I, the questions are coming. I agree that, that the listener is saying, I think I need to do more. And again, we don't know if, if he's just given a scenario or not, but part of me, when I read this thing, I was like, I think this guy's going through this. I, I there, thought, there, Yes, there's there, there's a hint of that of he's being advised of one thing from his bosses, right? And yeah. He disagrees, yeah. and then what do you do with that? Yeah, you know, I think you could even change the situation, and and you could almost make it any situation. It, I come back to the idea of if it's if it's something that I don't agree with that I know is against you know a board policy or some best practice or that I know is going to bite us down the road, name the topic separate of, of inappropriate photos. Yeah. I tend to get things in writing over email, like, mm -hmm. Hey, just to clarify, this is my understanding of the situation. And this is my understanding of what you want me to do. Please right. respond. That way you can cover your bases. If something does happen and someone comes in and, you know, they come back and say, what the heck, why'd you do this? Um, if, if you get that gut feeling, I, I always try to get stuff like that in, in writing. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. And it's, a, it's a significant part of this as well is that, you know, you, you are going to have situations where there's difference of opinion, um, and where you're saying, Hey, I need to go to the police or I need to go to the school resource officer. This situation is beyond my control. This is not my part, part of my job responsibilities. Right. I need to seek external help. And then you have. Um, either a coworker or even supervisor saying, no, we're not going to do that. Um, I do agree, Josh. I think that's the best approach is to say, okay, you have a supervisor who's making a different decision than you. That decision needs to be documented in writing that they were the ones who made the decision or that they are the ones recommending that decision to be made. Um, 
even if you are against it. Now, do you continue to escalate? I don't know. And that's where I'm going to, I'm going to stop on my opinion. <laughs> I think that's when you get chat GPT involved. Yeah. And you... yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So it, Mark, it, it's interesting. You bring, you know, we were talking, you remove this from um, the inappropriate photos. I can't find the article. I'm, I'm quickly searching for it, but there was a school, I believe in Texas that, that had a ransomware outbreak in early November and the tech director informed, um, called the superintendent said, Hey, this is going on, called the FBI. Hey, this is going on. Um, and then I guess they informed insurance company and the tech director, like two weeks later got fired and he is now suing his district for wrongful termination claiming that the district, it was his duty to inform third parties of that issue and that he Mm -hmm. was terminated for informing those authorities. So that, I wish I could find it. That will be a pretty interesting article. Um, I think I found it on LinkedIn too. That'll that'll be a really interesting thing to follow uh, in the next, you know, couple months to see how all that shakes out and what he was what the district claims he was terminated for versus what he was really right. uh, terminated for. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I would love to say, you know, we should, we should write down our policies and our practices if you're ever in a situation like this, or, you know, and, and that's, it's part of a ransomware plan or a cybersecurity plan is to document exactly what to do in a circumstance like this. But the, the situation we're talking about here are, are these kind of nuanced one-off situations. And, and I think in an ideal world, we have a document or a policy that says exactly what to do under every circumstance. So you can go back to that. Um, but A, we don't have the time to write policies and practices for every possible scenario. And B, a big part of this job is dealing with unexpected circumstances and situations. And I think that's a really hard one to say. If you can find something in, in writing, uh, that says, here's what you should do in this situation. Um, that's, I think that's your best approach. That's your best, you know, form of evidence to ride on is you had a, a third party or an external opinion um, to back you up. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the stuff too. Like this is, no one wants to go through these things. And this is yeah. when you're going to, whatever you want to say, you're going to follow your your gut, you're going to follow your feelings. If it feels wrong, check it. Cause it probably is wrong. Like that kind of thing. Uh, your morals, yeah. your ethics, your faith, whatever. This is when that stuff's going to kick in. Don't do the, yeah. don't do something wrong when you know it's wrong. Like um, yeah. do the right thing, of course. But we, I don't think we can just like, of course, point blank say, this is how we would handle it every single time. Right. Yeah. I mean, going, you know, at a high level, something that a, a, an officer once told me it, involving a different situation was you are educators or you are tech directors. Your job is to do X, Y, and Z. Our job is law enforcement and, and investigations. Leave that to us. Right. And I think that's a hard pill to swallow and not everybody always agrees with that one. But when you do have a really difficult situation and this email, this listener email was a really difficult situation that is where you need to kind of come back and say okay this is not my role this is not my job i do need to escalate this to somebody else to investigate or to make a decision on yeah and and i i agree with chris's comment the way that this was written 
I really got the feeling that that the listener was probably facing this scenario, if I had to guess, um, yeah. which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about something a little bit lighter hearted. Chris, do you Glass wanna... Link is the proud sponsor say... <laughs> of the Talk Talk, Talk podcast. Uh, maybe you're asking yourself questions like, what is ClassLink? What do they do? Uh, I'm going to put a link uh, to a brochure in the podcast description. Uh, you can check it out to learn more about single sign-on learning, analytics, identity management, security, and more. ClassLink. How was that? Chris, what does ClassLink do? Single sign-on, learning analytics, identity management, security, and more. Like clever, but better. They Or that's me. I say that. Yeah, you say that. They probably wouldn't reference a. Uh, I don't think they would say competitor that. in their tagline. But I'll um, okay, so I got to Chris and I got to hang out a little bit today. We did. We sat by each other. Yeah. In real what life, we, what were we doing? Uh, we had some extreme uh, switches training today uh, up at Jefferson College, uh, which is up. Uh, Josh's neighborhood ish. Um, I sat down, looked to my left, and there was an actual real life extreme switch. I've ordered some of those, um, but you know they're on heavy back order like every other switch in the world. Um, I haven't touched a switch like in real life in a long time. Uh, so Josh like pulled up his chair next to me because like you'd like plug in a power cord. I hadn't done that in a while as a tech director at my school. Uh, he asked if I had putty. I did impressively have putty already on my laptop. Uh, and then we installed some switch config stuff uh, via command line. And Josh, there were several people in the class. Uh, Josh made sure that uh, I looked smart, like he covered me really well today. I had your back, Thank man. you, Josh. I had your back. Yeah, so shout it was out good. To our friend, shout out to our friend, Jay. Uh, as well, he couldn't get his switch configured. <laughs> uh, now, what what did Extreme call that? It was like a Extreme Boot Camp or something. Um, yeah, it was awesome. It was it was a really good refresher because they went over kind of VLANs and routing and layer two, layer three, um, that kind of stuff, and how that all works with Extreme and how to configure it with Extreme. So we took we literally took a bare bones switch with no config on it threw some config on it and we all, we connected to a main like core switch in the, in the room. And, uh, they were showing us how different features work. Chris got to see how to run LLDP and e EDP and ELRP. Um, I was back in the seat. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm it. I'm network yeah. admin right now. You're ready. So it was, it was good seeing everybody. We got to see a couple other neighboring school districts and, uh, the college, obviously they just went through a major extreme, install so it was good uh seeing that and uh i got to see their um management solutions that i think i'm going to try out and see how all that works um and so dominic was, and we'll put we'll, we'll put his email address in the description too but he talked about free curriculum i didn't know this thing existed. yeah yeah he's he's supposed to be emailing me this so extreme um similar to what fortinet has done <clears throat> with cybersecurity and online safety training free for schools um, extreme has come out with, he made it sound like it was like, um, almost like a network plus or a plus type certification, but it's a little bit geared towards extreme. He said, it's pretty vendor agnostic. 
Um, he said, but it is free for schools. And I'm going to, I asked like, him for like high school him. kids, like, yeah, high school kids and, and college kids. Yeah. Um, and then by the end of it, they can, they can just do it for free on their own if they want. Um, but then they can uh, take it for a grade too. If, if there's a teacher that uh, takes a class and passes the test for the course to be an instructor, they can uh, instruct the students as well. And the students can take it for a completion for a, a grade it comes with pre-built curriculum. Uh, I was really, really surprised by all of that. So that was that was pretty exciting today too. Um, let's see what else do we have to talk about? You right? Oh yeah, today was four seventy one. Yeah, there we go. Four seventy one day. Yay! Are you so, ready? Did you post early enough that you could? Yes, you could pick I. That's today? why we are recording late tonight because I was getting, um my responses approved by my board tonight so tomorrow hopefully if nothing catches fire and i don't have to run to constant meetings like i have this week i will um i'll be filing some 471s tomorrow hopefully so mark do you um, e-rate oh yeah yeah i file 470s tier. way late so i still got a while to wait do you mm-hmm. No, I'll be fine. So yeah, if, if your window, if you've had your 470 open for 28 days or more, uh, you can technically start fine. I got to file my, my internet 471. This, this will be the third year of that contract. Um, so yeah, exciting stuff. It, E-rate 471 day is always so stressful. I'm going to, I'm going to have to have some candy or something in my office. Um, cause it can be brutal, man. Filling out those 471 FRNs. I'm just imagining you get through one, then you go to the candy jar, and then yeah. I earned this. Yeah, it, it has What's... what it it has Swedish fish in it, of course. Yes, is that your favorite candy? I like Swedish. I really, I honestly do like Swedish fish. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. I love Swedish fish. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I had a teacher today give me a can. It, it was a soda can. Yeah. Warheads. Yeah. Warheads candy in a soda can. Sounds gross. delicious. I was going to say, I'm going salmon fishing in Alaska this summer. Just side note, Swedish fish made me think of that. Um, <laughs> so, <Super random. laughs> yeah, it's just as random as Mark's favorite genre being bluegrass. Um, chingy. Chingy. You can yes. find me. You can find me at the Holiday Inn. So, rabbit holes. Mark, do you want to talk about rabbit holes? rabbit holes we had a rabbit hole this week we did we had a discussion of is this a rabbit hole to go down so a rather like urgent message i just saw kind of hitting different things i first joshua alerted us to the k-12 sysadmin reddit thread of hey there's this thing this shimmer posting and then i started to see it on different forums and different conversation threads so was a secret society talking about it Nah, it did not. It did not get brought up. It didn't reach that level. No, no. But long story short, there is a uh, if you haven't read about it, I'd recommend going to the K-12 sysadmin subreddit. Check out uh, the the thread. There's a rather popular posting about the the shimmer bug or or how would you describe it? Exploit vulnerability exploit. Yeah, vulnerability. Yeah, it's kind of third party related, though. I mean. I don't know. I, yeah. 
yeah. the high and so low anyways, of it. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Mark. No, no, actually, you you, you would definitely know the, the more of the technical side. So um, it has to do with kids can have found a website that has more or less a knockoff uh, version of a shim for Chromebooks. And, and the shim, typically it's, it's owned by the manufacturer and only certified repair people can have access to the shim. And it is typically particular or specific to the make and model of the device, or at least the manufacturer of the device. Um, somehow somebody made a generic shim and you can download it, put it on a USB drive and you can use it to shim Chromebooks. And in that process, you can change the device name. You can change the serial number. You can tell the device to not auto re-enroll if when you, and then, then you can wipe it and then you have a free to roam Chromebook. Um, the thing that kind of got me and why we went down the rabbit hole, we we took action against these, you know, there's six or seven websites that listed having the the uh, files to download. Um, the reason why we took action against it is I don't, I, I think I mentioned this on the show. Uh, I'm almost certain I did. Back in December, before Christmas, we had probably four calls from our high school about different four different Chromebooks that had been placed into like a recovery mode from a shim. And we could not figure out how in the world a kid had gotten their hands on the Dell official shim. We, we were stumped. We did, we had no idea how this was possible. I'm beginning to wonder. And, and that was my first thought when I read that that morning, I wonder if this kid had found that super early and was using this generic shim just to see what he was doing. Um, Chris, did you go down the rabbit hole? I'm going down it right now. Oh, you didn't even pay attention until now? <laughs> well, I was going to block those several domains that you listed. But yeah. then I was looking at Google Admin stuff on the whole, who do you let enroll? Yeah. Automatically re-enroll, all that, all that stuff. We for well, sure need to post the link to the Reddit because if you Google search like Chrome Shimmer, um, yeah. it's all about makeup. Oh, stunning makeup results. We're not talking makeup. No, I know. So, and that's also what I was. I I started going down that rabbit hole. I'm. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. I'm in really so, deep right now. So, he, so here's where here's where the the rabbit hole conversation came up. Right, there are some there. There's a few different postings on this. There's one that said. You know, Google's working on this. In the meantime, here's what we recommend to do in order to minimize the risk. And there's a list of five different things that you can do. And some of them are very quick and some of them are just, yeah, just just block that URL, do that. Yeah. Right. There's no harm in doing that. But one of them is, you know, the last one is monitor the list of inactive devices in the Chrome console and follow up with all the devices that have not yeah, synced no. in a certain amount of time. Right now. Yeah. And it's it's one of these like so how deep do you go down? There are vulnerabilities that come out once in a while, and there are there are different w things that you can do. How deep of a rabbit hole do you go in to chase these kinds of things down? And and at what point do you decide okay the the risk this particular risk is just not worth the level mm -hmm. of effort in my time to go into this? Yeah. No, I, I yeah I agree. I I did not take any action on the monitor. Uh, de non-active devices because we have spare devices that I know don't get used for periods of time so that we'd have false positives all over the place. Um, 
Yeah, I don't blocking know. Blocking the what... domains is easy. Yeah, blocking the um, domains is easy. Changing that yep. setting to students can't enroll devices. That's easy. Um, but yeah, going as far to generate a report. No, we're not doing I got I got other things to do. And you so, do have to think that Google's gonna get their crap together and fix this. Yeah, they said they're they're working on it, but you never know. So so here's another rabbit hole. And this is this reminded me of another one that we've gone down. We've come across situations where a Chrome extension, uh, and if you're not using Chrome, essentially an extension is an app that gets installed on the login screen. So nobody has logged into the device, but you can still use a particular app. And we have a number of them out there for online assessments, right? Because you need a locked browser. Some students have found some really, really creative ways to use Chrome or uh, kiosk apps to get around the the web filter and and go and and get to an uh, an unfiltered web page. So then it kind of like it. All right, so we found this this loophole right. in this particular app and this particular app. Every time you want to install a kiosk app or every time you want to install an extension, how deep do you go into exploring every possible loophole that a student might find? Yeah. Or do you just kind of play whack-a-mole and as students find loopholes, you you knock them down? It's whack-a-mole. I, I don't have the staff to take that much time and do that deep of due diligence. You know, it, we we... I'll do a cursory look at the privacy policy. If they're willing to sign a private a student data privacy agreement, great. We'll we'll go forward. If they're not willing to sign a student data privacy agreement or they ignore that email, no, we're not we're not doing it. And that's that's pretty much the extent that I'll go. Um, I don't know. It's it's probably wrong, but I I don't have the staff or the time to do, go much deeper. And I, I think just at the end, or not at the end of the day, but maybe at the end, end of, of the day, I always go back to the, is it in, do I have a user agreement that is well-written enough um, that when the kid does this, I can nip it with that? Um, he's going to get in trouble for that. Now, of course, you got to be able to identify that the kid's doing it, but um, a lot of times I, we we don't chase rabbits because it's a tech violation. Just because right. you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And we got to teach that stuff as well. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think, Mark? I, you know, it kind of goes back to SIPA. We have a responsibility to block yeah. inappropriate, a reasonable attempt to block inappropriate content. But I do think that, you know, you just can't spend your entire day staring at firewall logs and filtering logs and, I think you you know you need to take reasonable steps and you need to move on and spend your time on on things that have a little bit more of a you know of a of a impact a productive impact but I think you would drive yourself crazy if you were just if you spent all day long trying to chase down every possible loophole to your systems. Yeah. Um as long as you put reasonable effort into you know that that a a reasonable person is not going to be able to get around your filters I think you're covered and I and I we're always going to have students who have found vulnerabilities or or ways around right. it and you know th there are times where a, a kids have found loopholes and they've like screen recorded and sent it to us and i'm like how i need to give you a reward this is amazing how smart you are that you just found this and, and we'll close this loophole off but like this is really cool so yeah no and, and you know? if if the kid's willing to kind of 
not rat themselves out, but, you know, be a good guy about it. Yeah, absolutely. Reward them. I, I yeah. have told the story before we've hired a kid that did that before in our department. So, um, yeah, I no, do that with definitely. my high school kids. I email the, all of the high school student body usually twice a year and remind them of, we have an email address for bug bounties. Um, and I check it, I check that, uh, email basically once a month and used to, I would have kids that were really pounding on our Chrome settings and, and telling us what, what they thought we were doing wrong. And usually I'll buy them a candy bar or a bag of chips or something. Um, and that gets me a couple of kids that like the rat and it really helps me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that funny. email address is you're gonna share bug bounty at bug k12 whatever <laughs> k12 tech talk um yeah interesting so speaking of bug bounty uh what's our fortinet question of the week that we can make mark uncomfortable with and and make him not answer i kind of yeah. did this on purpose with fortinet so we're going to talk about edr but not, I know that we're not going to reveal what EDR we're going to use or that we're currently using. But Fortinet, they have an EDR solution, um, and it can come self-managed uh, or SOC as a service manage option. Um, it works with Fortigate well and stuff. So, And you can email FortigatePodcast at Fortinet.com for more details on their EDR. But here's, here's the question. This is some opinion. Um, do you guys lean towards self-manage? You don't want to do the SOC stuff. Uh, you got your own people that are going to manage uh, all that monitoring. Uh, you have your own equipment that you're going to put that stuff on, or do you lean towards stock and service manage option? Which way do you tilt? Uh, I'll go because I've talked about it before. Um, we did self-managed EDR for a number of years. It was fine. It was kind of one of those things that you install it, you let it run. If you get an alert, you go look at it. Um, this year we did subscribe to a sock service and, uh, it worked. Let me just say it works. Um, I've gotten a phone call because it mm. works. So, um, it works. <laughs> and I, I <laughs> like that idea. You know, we get back to the, the conversation around a lot of these hacks or a lot of these attacks happen on a three day weekend after hours, Christmas vacation, summer vacation, you know, with a sock, with a man, with a with a sock looking over that, you've got another set of eyes twenty four seven. Your your yeah. your security department just grew, or in a lot of cases, you now have a security department. Um, I like the idea. If you can afford it, do it. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. Uh, if and by the way, there is no such thing as a one hundred percent managed sock. Like they're going right. to find something and then alert you and so right, you have right. to then do something with it. So it's not like, you know, well, these managed services are hundred percent hands off. I, I will say my, the sock that we are with has my permission that if they, if they see something that is bad, bad, and they try to reach out to me, both email and phone, and I don't answer my phone, they have permission to with, with the EDR that we have, they can knock devices offline. So they have my permission. Start knocking things offline. That's yeah. that's yeah. fine. No, um, I I think with the managed services though, just Josh, you're 100 right. You you get another pair of eyes, and yeah. and a lot of times, it's multiple eyes, 24 seven. Right. Uh, and these are folks that are 100 focused on that task, right? And they're not like like us. We're divided across a million things 
uh, and during our day, we can't focus on our EDR. So having a dedicated pair of eyes um, on this, that is that is their only job and they're highly trained right. in managing multiple clients. So that means that an issue might get hit, you know, another client might get hit. They can take that that information, that knowledge and apply it to your environment as well. I, for me, it's a no brainer. If you can afford a managed sock. And, and I don't, Mark, I don't know your environment that well. I haven't made it past all the firewalls. Um, well, because every time we ask him a question, he says he can't talk about it. Yeah. yeah I can't, I can't talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know of any school districts in our area, Chris, that have a 24 seven staff or even right. Like an extended hours staff. I, I don't know of any, any district that has that ability. Um, so I think for a district to have even someone running a second shift would be pretty unique in our area. Um, I, now I think when you get to the mega districts like LA or New York or Atlanta, you know, big, 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 big districts, they probably have a second and third shift at work, um, just because they're so big and they probably have resources to do that. I don't know anybody that does. That's what I, I think I used to have when when I would hear sock um with EDR or with different things. Um my initial reaction thing is always, well, I just want to pay my guys more. Like however much that costs, I want to invest that into my department. Right. right. But the truth is, is that I'm gonna get told no on that. Right. Uh, and the <laughs> truth is is that it's not gonna be 24-7. That's just me trying to up the game on you know, my guy that has the day job sitting in the chair that he can, he's being paid more to get more into security. Right. Uh, yeah. And if I take that out of my head, okay, this makes a ton of sense. Like this is, this is way better monitoring. I can sleep a little better at night. My guys can sleep uh, mm-hmm. better at night because someone else is, is watching for us. And and mm-hmm. back to the lead in and this with, with Fortinet and their um, Forta EDR, Chris, they have a managed option for that, right? Yeah. 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 So Fortinet, they, they sell an EDR, their, their EDR, and they have a managed EDR feature or option that, that they can do that for you. Now that's not to say there aren't other people out there that do that, but, but Fortinet is the one that we're, you know, they're, they're sponsoring us right now. So that's who we're going to talk about. Um, so yeah, if, if you're wanting to look at, at kind of that managed sock or that managed EDR MBR, um, call up Fortinet, send an email to what is it? Fortinet podcast at Fortinet.com. Yep. We need to get them to shorten that. Like they do Forta everything else, like Forta phone or whatever their Forta voice, Forta pod, Forta pod, Forta pod at Fortinet.com. It sounds like Forta potty. Eh, kind of. Yeah. It don't email is. that because it's not a real address. It's Fortinet podcast at Fortinet.com. Okay. They probably um, spent hours coming up with Fortinet. They probably argued. They probably said, "We need a we need a Forta podcast." Yeah, because <laughs> we have Forta Forta EDR. And... What's their voice product called? Is it Forta? It's not Forta Voice. It's uh, For, Forta Voice. It, they have like everything is Forta dial. To, I don't I don't remember what it's called. Um, they yeah. call me Forta Chris. Do when they gotta go to the bathroom? Do they say I gotta go to the Forta potty? <laughs> Fortipati, no, I like right I like the Forta Potty idea though. We need to we need to email Chris Ellingsworth and ask him <laughs> if uh, 
he used Can you get the, the Fortinet potty as a service manage option. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they at, at the Fortinet headquarters do they? <laughs> you know, when you when you walk down the hallway, you typically see signs that say restroom. I'm sure they have signs that say Fortinet potty, right? <laughs> they have to. Come on. <laughs> If we just not, made it happen. We just made it happen. I, I just I was gonna say, if not, we need to copyright that now and sell them the rights. Forta potties. <laughs> <laughs> we probably Sorry. lost them as a client, but Sorry, well, they're gonna have to accept that name because if they don't, our their competitor just adopted that name for them. Yes. So yes. So they have to at the next that. trade show, Chris Illingsworth will have a toilet hey, there's in no the S. booth. Illingworth. Sorry, I thought there was an S. My bad. He called He'll me have out. A, he's going to have a, a toilet like Home Depot when you walk in Home Depot and they've got all the toilets lined <laughs> up there. Chris Illingworth is going to have a Forta potty there. <laughs> I'm not a this... PR guy, but I don't think toilets are a good image to go with your. <laughs> I, you know, you got to have fun with it. They have Forta everything else. Why not? I think it's a good idea, Josh. I, I think it's brilliant. It would probably move their stock price. I'm a stockholder too. Um, oh, geez. I'm looking up Fortinet. Uh, I, hey, here's I, your plug. Midwest Tech Talk Security Symposium is March 10th. Go to MidwestTechTalk.com. Provision Data Solutions will be there hanging out with us as well. And if you're an Attendee Plus member of that, you got free. Uh, it is Forta Voice. This week. It, they're they're Ford of voice for the voice yes <laughs> i love it yeah i think it's great i mean those marketing people are genius what i mean our name is fortinet let's put 40 in front of everything how long do you think that team spent coming up with that uh, probably a long time what should we call this thing <laughs> <laughs> Florida potty. Let's call our bathrooms the Florida potties. Oh my gosh. Yeah, sorry, we're going to get Chris. text messages from Chris in the morning. We're really sorry. All right. Well, that's uh, all. I think we need to quit. We need to. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, you can we found me at the holiday. We got great ideas like Florida potty. <laughs> we we got to quit while we're ahead. <laughs> I just had another idea. I. But I, I think you got it. you got no put it back put it back it's, it's kind of R rated so I'm not gonna say put it. it put it back on the shelf. All right, well next week next week we that's how many more weeks are they with us? Forty seven uh, zero <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> They're all year. Every week we come up we come up with a new Fortinet product. Forty <laughs> for for keys. How do they? How does I mean, a Fortinet? I don't hate it. How does a Fortinet employee, how does Chris Illingworth start his car with his Forta keys? Just, you got to quit. Uh, what kind of on. car does he drive? Is it Forta Explorer? <laughs> <laughs> that was awful, Mark. <laughs> I peeked at Forta Potties. I'm sorry. <laughs> well... Um, if we have Fortinet as a sponsor next week, we will be back. We'll be back without them. Any if if they want to leave, we'll be we'll be here. Um, the Forta jokes will probably get worse. Um, <laughs> share us with your friends. If you like this comedy show, share us with your friends, your cohorts. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, guys. Do you have any closing thoughts for tonight? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just did that secure ed conference. Yeah, a 
couple days ago, Illinois Conference. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, if you listen about... to that, or if you were there, shoot us an email. Yep. Give us some feedback. We talked about 10 things we learned from interviews about ransomware. And then I think we can plug it. Uh, the K-12-6 conference is next month. I don't know the dates, but next month, sometime in February. Like February 22nd, 23rd, I think. Yeah, and we're going to be at the conference for that. Mark and I are going to embrace. That's right. It's the first time we get to meet. And hopefully Josh is going to be there too. If mm-hmm. Fortinet sponsors the embrace, is it a Fort embrace? Uh, okay. And then uh, <laughs> FETC is next week. So if you are going to FETC, uh, swing by and say hello. We need I'll to get in. Mark like a really bright orange t-shirt to wear that says K-12 Tech Talk Podcast so that people can see him and yeah. come up and get selfies with Mark. Yeah. Oh. Did we send, I, I didn't send him stickers. Hmm. I need to get Mark some stuff to pass out. Yeah, FedEx it. All right, so if you're at FETC, look for Mark. Um, get a sel- Whoever gets a selfie with Mark will get a sticker. We'll, we'll send them something. No, more no. Than, yeah, a shirt, a hoodie. Okay. All right. We're if not, you get a selfie with Mark, cheap people here. <laughs> so you got to find Mark at FETC. Maybe we'll get him to tweet his whereabouts whenever he is at one of these social hours, which I am sure he will attend. No, I don't you, go to those. <laughs> you don't go to those. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll, 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 uh, if do a you, this is even better. If you are listening to this and you are at FETC and you see Mark and you can take pictures of yourself with Mark without him knowing. Yes. Like making faces and whatnot in the background. If you see him take his picture, <laughs> you don't even have to be in the picture. We just want to see pictures of Mark at FETC. Yes. This is no. And if yeah. you do, and you will no. send your address to us as well. We will send you something. It, extra points if you're able to get like somebody famous in the picture with Mark, like Mark not knowing they're there and taking a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. K12 Tech Talk at gmail.com is the address you should send them to. Um, we are on Twitter as well, K12 Tech Talk Pod. You can tweet those pictures of uh, stalking Mark there. Hashtag stalking Mark. Yep. Find Mark. Where's Mark? Fortimark. Hashtag Fortimark. Hashtag Fortimark. <laughs> All right. I I think we, we ended on that. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.